Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Greeny with Mike Greenberg, the podcast. All right, uh, we continue here. Greeny with you, presented by Progressive Insurance. Delighted that you are along for the ride. You can watch the show anytime you want on the ESPN app. Click on watch. Look for hashtag Greeny. You can enjoy. Hashtag Cam is with us because hashtag Bubba is enjoying a little birthday celebration. Cam, are you telling me that it is Bubba's birthday today? Today is Bubba's birthday. He's off all week, seeing uh, Dead & Company tomorrow, Thursday, celebrating his birthday tonight, I assume, with his... His friends, so yeah, big week for Bubs. All right, how old are you, Kim? I am 25. All right, really. I'm going to ask you a question. I'm going to take what I think might be an unpopular position on something, okay? But, you know, I'm a man in my 50s. I'm active on social media because I'm required to behave in manners that are much younger than my age because I, I, I have to be up on everything that's going on and all that kind of stuff. So I'm on Instagram in particular a lot. And you know what I see? I see a lot of happy birthday stuff yeah. on Instagram. Not for seven-year-olds, but for people in their 30s, their 40s, their 50s. Happy birthday. Hope you're having a great day. Can I make a controversial statement? Please do. If you and I meet as adults, I shouldn't know when your birthday is and you shouldn't know mine. If we've known each other since childhood, that's one thing. I remember the birthdays of my closest friends from childhood. We're going to have a birthday party and all that kind of stuff. Now, as you get older, Cam, you will find I'm all good with people having big celebrations or something like that when they reach milestones. I turned 35. I turned 40. I turned 50. I'm turning 60. This is our 25th wedding anniversary, stuff like that. But just your normal run-of-the-mill birthday... Bubba just turned out of making this up. Bubba just turned 38. I'm pretty sure that's right. Okay, fair enough. I don't care how old he is. That's the point. Two I years from now, though. I don't care when his birthday is. What difference does it make? If we are adults, we're not getting together and having cake. When did we start celebrating birthdays like this? Right around the same time we started having gender reveals. What is this abomination that has befallen us as a civilization? What kind of nonsense is this? You find out what sex the baby is either when the doctor tells you or when the baby comes out. You choose one or the other. But this idea that you're going to find out by swinging a golf club and then whatever comes puffing out of this ball someone has made for you is either blue or pink is an absolute abomination. We need to do away with that. I speak as the world's foremost authority on all matters. If you and I meet as adults... I don't want to know when your birthday is, and I'm not going to tell you mine. Now, Brandon has just sent me a text here. Brandon just wrote, and I agree with you. How old are you, Brandon? He's 49. He's an adult. He's a full-grown person. I thought you didn't care. No, he just said, because, because this is my point. He just texted me, I hate when people take off work for their birthdays. 
Me too. Han was in here yesterday. Alan Han, it was his birthday. You know who didn't tell me that? Alan Han. Someone else had to say, Greeny, you want to mention that it's Alan Han's birthday. Why? Why are we mentioning that it's Alan Han's birthday? Cam just said to me as we're coming out of break, give Bubba a birthday shout. Let's get that out there. Why? Why am I shouting out Bubba's birthday? It's June 20th. What, what consequence is Bubba's birthday to anyone else? Like we talk about these things like we're still nine. I see so much of this on Twitter. Have a wonderful, I hope you're having a special day. And then people will stop and tell you how much they care about whatever it is. It's just horrible. Am I wrong? Who here thinks I'm wrong? Cam, am I wrong? I'm a fan of birthdays. I have to admit. I What's like your birthday. You don't care. That's right. I'm not going to tell you. No, you did a good job there because whatever you had said, I was going to say I don't care. That was a test. Uh, <laughs> you did I, a good job. I don't mind birthdays. I think it's nice to hear from people who love you. What I hate the most is when, and I agree it's on Instagram, you see on Instagram someone posts for their friend for their birthday and the person whose birthday it is reposts that friend's post. I mean, that is the most selfish. And there's like, you have to click through like 10 of them on their story and they're like, oh, look, this person wished me happy birthday. Oh, this person wished me happy birthday. If it's someone's birthday, I'm not like you. I'm not as much of a birthday curmudgeon, but I will text people that it's their birthday. I'm not going to go flaunting it all around. Chris Carlin just texted me you could not be more right about this the other aggravating part of it is the people that celebrate their birthday week or birthday month yeah we get it you're very special although that's what bubba's doing by taking off this whole week he's celebrating his birthday week. celebrating the anniversary of accomplishing something that every other person has he's a thousand percent right i don't want to know from your birthday i don't want to talk about it and you're right when people start reposting all the people who are posting them a happy birthday i don't understand what purpose that is serving except clogging up my feed for other things that are probably equally irrelevant but somehow less annoying i will merely say this if you know when my birthday is and you want to commemorate it buy me something i want that's how i want you to commemorate my birthday don't put something on twitter that says happy birthday greenie hope you're having a special day what does that actually accomplish we just do silly things sometimes George Carlin would have had a field day with this. I really regret George Carlin's passing. Well, I guess for a variety of reasons. But but th- these are the times that we need him the most. Lucky for you, you have Chris Carlin to well, agree I, with exactly you. right. Chris Carlin and George Carlin might well have been separated at birth because he is just as curmudgeonly about all the right things. No, it's not curmudgeonly. It's seeing through the nonsense. You know what life has become, unfortunately? How did I get started on this? Oh, because you, Cam... Said to me as we're coming out, let me tell everyone what happened. Let me expose Cam. It's fine. So about a half hour ago, he said to me, by the way, it's Bubba's birthday. And I said, oh, great. This was in a break. (laughs) Then coming out, like literally while the music, while the Beyonce song is playing and I'm getting ready to start talking in this hour, he says up the line in my ear, he says, hey, let's give Bubba a little birthday shout. Like he's reminding me. Like this is something we should feel obligated to do. Let's contemplate that for a minute. Who on planet Earth cares that it's Bubba's birthday? Like, that's what I'm trying to get to the bottom of here. Do you understand what I'm asking you? Yeah. Like, if you're listening to the show right now and you love Bubba, I love Bubba. I've known Bubba forever. I've known Bubba way longer than you have. I may know Bubba almost as long as you have been alive. Almost, yeah. 
But I didn't know it was his birthday, and I don't care. I didn't know until Amanda Gifford told me. Why so. is she telling you that? Why is know. Amanda telling you? Because we were that talking about birthday? Bubba going to the concert, so I guess she well, was listening. Bubba can and- go to the concert if he wants to. I have no issue with it, and I can't blame Bubba for this because he's not the one who told me it was his birthday. It's true. I Let didn't me ask know. you a question. Do you know my birthday? I think it's right around mine, actually, but uh, I'm not sure. I think it's in August. All right, it is in August. Right, that's good. Okay, that's my point. So that kind of ruins my point. Yeah. Kind of defeats my point. But you shouldn't know my birthday is my birthday. You know what else you shouldn't know? My middle name. My middle name is wrong on Wikipedia. Wikipedia posted the wrong what? middle name for yeah. My middle name is does it still say Michael Robinette Greenberg? Is that still what it says for me on on Wikipedia? I'm looking it up. I leave that up there as an example for my children of not trusting Wikipedia as a source. Because the day after the inauguration of Joe Biden as president, when they when the chief justice, you know, is reading his name, I, Joseph Robinette Biden, like everyone may know. Oh, my goodness. His middle name is Robinette. It's an unusual middle name. The next day in a, in a debate about something else entirely, Dominic Foxworth just said, now you listen to me, Michael Robinette Greenberg. And someone changed that on Wikipedia. I'm doing an interview to promote. So fast forward about. Six weeks ago, I'm doing an interview to promote the book, and someone in the interview says, so let me ask you, your middle name is Robinette. That's an unusual name. Where did that come from? And I had to have the excruciatingly awkward conversation of saying my middle name is not Robinette, <laughs> and you should not be looking at Wikipedia as your, as your source for information. It still says that, by the way. Yes, which is fine. I don't care. It's not right. Parenthetically, my middle name is not Robinette. My middle name doesn't start with an R. I'm not going to tell you my middle name because what the hell do you care what my middle name is? In the same way, what do you care about my birthday? Let's circle all the way back to the beginning of the conversation. Let's let this be a rule. If we meet and I'm an adult and you're an adult, we should go the rest of our lives without knowing each other's birthday. I firmly believe that. Brandon, you with me on that? Can we make this a movement? Let's do this. I think I think this is this is this is something I can get behind <laughs> because it's just gotten to be annoying every single day. Now, I don't follow Bubba on Instagram. Is he on Instagram? I believe so. But I think he posts like once a year. OK, let's see. Is, is, is he posting little is he reposting? No, there is a zero percent chance that Bubba is doing something like that. I texted Bubba and he said, thanks. The problem is, is that I'm looking at your Wikipedia to find out if Robinette was still your middle name there, and I can now see when your birthday is, so. Okay, well, that's fine. All right, whatever. Anyway, I've, I've spent much more time on this than I meant to. I want to get back to my sports questions of the day, which I will do after a short time. In fact, I will look, well, I, I think I need to give my side of this before we can load up the phones on it. So sit tight a minute. I'm going to come back. I'm going to give you an outstanding question of the day, and then I'm going to invite you to call in with your response. We'll do that next. And again, for the love of Christmas, don't tell me what day you were born. Back in a moment on ESPN Radio. For the ones who get it done, Granger offers high-quality supplies and solutions for every industry, as well as access to product specialists who have the knowledge and experience to answer your toughest questions. Plus, their commitment to being your safety partner can help you keep your facility safe and your people safer. Call clickgranger.com or just stop by. Ten seconds on the clock. How many things can you name that are always growing? Your relationships. Your skills. Your customer base. How about businesses on Shopify? Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify's there to help you grow. 
Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash network, all lowercase. Go to shopify.com slash network now to grow your business. No matter what stage you're in, shopify.com slash network. Robert Half Research indicates 9 out of 10 hiring managers are having difficulty hiring. If you have open roles, chances are you're feeling this too. That's why you need Robert Half. Our specialized recruiting professionals engage with our proprietary AI to connect businesses of all sizes with highly skilled talent in finance and accounting, technology, marketing and creative, legal and administrative and customer support. At Robert Half, we know talent. Visit roberthalf.com today. Greeny, the podcast. Greeny with you here on ESPN Radio, presented by Progressive Insurance. Uh, Cam is with us here today. Happy birthday, Bubba. Uh, I mean, I can't believe I'm even saying that out loud. We getting any reaction, Cam, to this uh, birthday take that I just gave, which I figure is going to make a lot of people mad? Yeah, someone tweeted at Bubba and I and said, so Greeny might not care, but happy birthday, Bubba. Hashtag Greeny. Okay, so. fair enough. Good for him. I- I'm-, I'm delighted that others are celebrating uh, a day upon which Bubba accomplished absolutely nothing. In fact, if we were to go back to the beginning of time, how did we start celebrating birthdays anyway? When you really think about it, you know who should be celebrated at a birthday? The mother. You should be celebrating every year. This is the anniversary of the day you went through that. They have Mother's Day. I went Right. I, I get it. Every day should be Mother's Certainly birthdays. That's well, whatever. Okay. Let me not get sidetracked here. I've already spent too much time on this. So earlier this morning, I played for you a soundbite from Kendrick Perkins in which he was saying on our show, American, young American basketball players better get their act together. Because the best players in the league are the international players. And I don't want to put words in his mouth. He did not say that was a bad thing. I'm asking the question of whether or not it is. Right now, we live in a time where, look, basketball has always been our game. Basketball is, 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 is an American game. And certainly, the influx of great talent from other countries has been fabulous for it. To note just a few, I mean, obviously going back to, you know, there have always been historically several great international players. And then most recently, you've got like Dirk Nowitzki, and then you work your way through. And now we have Jokic, and we have Giannis, and we have Luka, and we have even Embiid, although he went to college in this country, but whatever. But the point is, if we were to get to a place where... A significant percentage of the players. I don't know. What, what percentage? Can this be looked up? What percentage of players in the NBA today are not born in the United States, are not American, did not, did not, are not a product of the United States for their childhood? I, I don't mean like where they were literally born as much as did they grow up here? Is this where they learned the game? Is, are they part of the American system? Would it be a bad thing? Is it a bad thing if suddenly the league went in that direction? If, if let's say the league was... I'm making this up. 50% international. We got 300 million people in America to choose from to make up a league of players. You got billions and billions of other people out there. And this is, and for the foreseeable future, the overwhelming foreseeable future will be the number one destination for people who want to play basketball, regardless of where on planet Earth they come from. Now, I'm a person who likes that sort of thing, and I'm all for it. But I do wonder, does anyone think there could be any problem in that? Does anyone think that the league suddenly not being made up of American players? Cam, 
do you see the potential for that turning into something that diminishes the popularity of the sport in this country, whether it's people feel they can't relate to the players as much or for whatever reason? Could you, is there, would there be anything wrong with the league becoming really built, the foundation of the league being built on foreign players? I don't entirely see the downside they're still playing in this league kids growing up are still going to idolize the players they want to idolize whether those happen to be international born players or not like they're still playing in the NBA all the best players are going to play in the NBA and you mentioned I think the beginning of last season there's an article I'm looking at where 120 uh, international players were in the league I think at the beginning of the 2022-2023 season or on opening night roster so that I don't know what percentage that is, that is but it's obviously quite a lot so my question would just be what is the downside well let's just do some math there are 30 teams let's say there are 15 players on a team right so we can do that math pretty quickly right so that's five that's one that's four that let's so 450 let's use a nice round number 500 players in the nba does that sound right sure around that something like that at a given time so if there are 500 players and 120 of them are foreign born that's about a fourth it's about 25 percent of the league it's already a bigger number than I would have expected. If that number got up to 50% or something like that, would it, would it be a, a detriment? It's an interesting question. I found myself thinking about it when, and again, I don't want to suggest that Perk was saying it's a bad thing. He was really more sending a message to young American players. I also think there's an element of stardom that young American basketball players receive almost instantly that I don't get a sense as part of the process in other places. Now, I don't know that for certain. So I don't want to get over my skis and suggest that that is not the reality in other places. But I certainly know that these guys have social media followings and all that kind of stuff from the time they're very, very young in this country. And I have always said, just look at the example of child actors being very, very famous and and making a lot of money at a very young age is complicated. It, it, it can't not be. I, I mean, I don't know it from personal experience, but if you just think about it, it has to be complicated. And I think that factors into the equation somewhere. And the way the dynamics of all of this has changed, I think, are also a factor. But the very simple question remains, if the players all of a sudden are not as immediately relatable, they didn't grow up in Cleveland, they didn't, I mean, look at the great stars, Michael Jordan is from North Carolina, and LeBron James is from, uh, is, is from Akron, Ohio, and, and you know, Lou Alcindor grew up in New York, and all these guys, they all grew up all over the place, now all of a sudden they're coming from all over the world. I happen to think it would be a great thing, it is a great thing, the game has become better, and you know what, Michael Wilbon brought up an interesting question with the commissioner when we had him on. What do you think of this, Cam? You know, at the All-Star Game, the NBA All-Star Game, they're constantly trying to come up with ways now to make it interesting. LeBron's team against Steph's team, choose players. Long gone are the days of East Conference and West Conference and all that kind of stuff. How about if you played the American players against the international players? The commissioner said sort of like an NBA version of the Ryder Cup. If you had the international players on one side and the American players on the other side in the All-Star Game, would that be more interesting to you than what they're currently doing, Cam? 
I mean, anything is more interesting with the, than what <laughs> okay. they're currently doing. Fair enough. So we're setting the bar too low is yeah. what you are well, saying. Well, I, I mean, they've tried a lot of different configurations. This might be one that get gets players more invested. I don't. I still don't think the All-Star game will ever maybe return to its former glory. But, um, yeah, I mean, Michael Malone said, what, like the worst game of basketball he's ever seen played this past year. So if that's the bar we're setting it at, I think we can go nowhere but up. I think this is not a bad idea to try out. Yeah. Yeah, I, Mike, Michael Wilbon is fascinated by it, and I think it would be an interesting idea. I mean, if, if you look, just look at this past year's All-Stars and figure out how many of them are American and how many of them are not, and if they played against each other, how would that impact things? I'm fascinated by the entire thing. And again, one more time, I do not want to make it sound like anyone suggested it would be a bad thing. I'm just asking the question. But let's leave that there for the moment, and we'll go on to something next. We opened the show this morning by talking about Aaron Rodgers and Kevin Durant. Aaron Rodgers and Kevin Durant took a picture together working out yesterday. I, I, I don't know for sure the picture was taken yesterday, but it went viral yesterday. And it's a very cool picture. And as I thought about it this morning, I found myself thinking there are two players in very similar places professionally. I don't know that they're similar people. I don't know either of them particularly well. But I think that they are... As players, they're in a similar place. And the question of them is, a question I would ask you is, which of them do you think needs to win a championship more? Which one do you think has more pressure on them to win a title, KD in Phoenix or Rodgers with the Jets? My number is 888-SAY-ESPN, 888-729-3776. Let's take some calls on that coming up next. This is Greeny presented by Progressive Insurance. Progressive can help you protect your home, auto, boat, motorcycle, ATV, RV, and more. And if something wasn't mentioned that you had in mind, find out if it can be covered at Progressive.com or 1-800-PROGRESSIVE because it probably can be. We're back with your calls and more in a moment. This is Greeny on ESPN Radio. This podcast is proud to be supported by Jets Pizza, the number one pick in Detroit-style pizza. Why? It's simple. Jets is better. With the thickest, crispiest, cheesiest Detroit-style pizza in the country, there's no competition. Right now, get $5 off any eight-corner pizza with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Go to JetsPizza.com to learn more and find a location near you. Again, try Jets' signature eight-corner pizza and get $5 off with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Jets Pizza. Better because it has to be. Now, let's talk about the play of the week. The pressure to follow up Hypnotic and Cognac, weighing heavy on the team. Hypnotic was in the cup, blue and ready for the play. And boom! Añejo Tequila came in with a smooth assist to Hypnotic's tropical fruit finish. Shaken, strained, poured. It was green and good! The playmaking splash shifted the tempo. Another great cocktail from the Hypnotic team. Every season is Hypnotic and Tequila season. Hypnotic Liqueur, Bardstown, Kentucky, 17% alcohol by volume. Hypnotic reminds you to think wisely, drink wisely. Hi, it's Mike Greenberg letting you know ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sportsbook of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me, plus many more. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today. New users get a bet reset up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. 
Greeny, the podcast. All right, Greeny with you here on ESPN Radio. Very quick trivia question here, because you know I tend to like these, and I wish I had thought of it a little bit earlier. Um, But Cam, can you name when Nikola Jokic became the finals MVP? He became the fifth player born outside of the United States to win that award. Can you name the others? Giannis. Giannis is one. Tony Parker. That's two. Hakeem. Hakeem is three. Oh, boy. Now no pressure. Dirk. Right, the, Dirk. The, other one, the other one, the way it was presented to me, was Tim Duncan because he was born in St. Croix. Oh, interesting. And, and, and that's the way this question came up the other night. But, but so we've had ourselves a little interesting discussion, I think, here about the significance of this. I mean, the NBA is now becoming the most global league we have by far. And, and I say that because the, 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 at this point, it feels like the majority of the best players are not American players. And I'm interested to see whether or not that's something that changes um, the way people view it, for better or for worse. But let's, let's leave that there for the moment, because I think this other one is more interesting. Let's talk about Aaron Rodgers and Kevin Durant. So Aaron Rodgers won a championship a long time ago. He was drafted into a league in which he was succeeding a legendary player and has played his entire career, his entire career, in a league in which the greatest player ever was playing. Which is to say he has played his entire career to some degree in the shadow of Tom Brady. Besides or beyond the fact that he's arguably a better player If you just lined the two of them up, you might say, boy, Aaron Rodgers is actually better than Tom Brady. But no one in their right minds would argue that he's been greater. That's the whole boat versus goat thing. Kevin Durant is kind of similar. Came into the league at a time when LeBron James has been by far the best player, and this has been LeBron's era. Now, Durant's championship history is complicated. The two titles they won at Golden State, people have all kinds of feelings about them. He made a very big decision recently to leave the team that he was on, handpicked a situation he wanted to go to, has been surrounded with a really good team around him. He is very much late in his career, and I feel like there is a lot of scrutiny. There will be a great deal of scrutiny based upon how it goes. I think there's a lot of pressure on him to win. I think it is reasonable to say almost all those exact same things about Aaron Rodgers. He's older than Durant, but it's a sport where he probably, particularly at his position, can go a little longer, deeper into your life, athletically. He also gets questions about his championships, not because the one he has isn't fully valid, but because the line of demarcation for what he does is two. The great champion quarterbacks tend to have two. His only having one feels like it stands out on his resume. It feels like a second championship would do a lot for his place in history. He just decided to change teams, handpicked a situation, seems to have a really good team around him, has a chance, feels like there's a lot of heat on him, feels like there's a lot of pressure. So upon which player do you think there exists more pressure to win a championship? Kevin Durant in Phoenix, Aaron Rodgers with the Jets. The two who took a photo that went viral yesterday. That's the question. And my phone number is 888-SAY-ESPN. That's 888 Let's see what some people think. I'm interested to hear. Cam, who we got first? 
We're going to Kiefer in Florida. All right, Kiefer, you start us off here. Who do you think's under more pressure and why? Uh, I think it's Rodgers. Um, I think even if KD were to go out and win another ring, he's not going to beat the always having help allegations. I mean, they just got Bradley Beal. And Rodgers is in a you know New York media, and people already aren't his biggest fan. So I think I think that the pressure is going to be more on Rodgers, and I think he has more to gain by winning another ring. It's so tough to say who has more to gain. I don't I don't know that people are not his biggest fan. I mean, I'm not sure who isn't Rodgers' biggest fan. I know there is. It's popular to suggest that people say nasty things about Rodgers. Sure, there are people out there that don't like him. There are lots of people out there that don't like a lot of people. The the reception he has received in this city, let me tell you, is something I can't ever remember before. I was I was born and raised in this city. I'm 55 years old. I'm trying to think of a player that has arrived here and been immediately embraced, beloved, and celebrated the way this guy has. I mean, if he, in my childhood, I remember when... Like when the Yankees got Reggie Jackson, man, are we going back that far? What would be what would be other like Patrick Ewing was drafted to the Knicks, but that that was the draft. It wasn't the same thing. When the Knicks won that lottery, I remember the magnitude of that. But as far as trades or free agent acquisitions or things like that, I mean Alan Hahn brought up Messier to the Rangers earlier. I think Aaron Rodgers has been embraced, has been is being loved like crazy. And I don't think people have it in for him. I do not think in this city anyway, people are, are just laying in wait for it to go sideways so they can pounce on him. I don't think that's the mentality of it at all. That doesn't mean there's less pressure on him, but I don't think that's the way, I don't think that's the way it feels, at least to me here. Greeny on ESPN Radio. Cam, who's next? Got Sean in Ohio. All right, Sean, tell me, who's got more pressure to win this year, KD or Aaron Rodgers? Greeny, the, uh, the answer is, Kevin Durant, there's no doubt about that. I'm actually tired of hearing about Kevin Durant and his all-time greatness because, to me, he's completely overrated. He's got numbers, sure, but the only time he's ever won anything is when he he joined a, a franchise that was already at a championship level. Otherwise, it's been a complete disaster. So I think if he wins a title, especially if he's the leader of that team, I think that legitimizes him way more than any another title would legitimize Rodgers. I think he's already legitimized Rodgers. So it has to be Kevin Durant. It's a really interesting take. I'm going to focus on one part of it. That was a good call. I don't necessarily agree with everything you said, but I enjoyed hearing it. Here's the one part of it I'll focus on. We always expect slash demand that our great stars be leaders. And I think... If there's one, I do not believe Kevin Durant as a player is overrated, but I do think it's possible that he's not, he's just not a leader. That's just not, this isn't a criticism. It's going to sound like it. It doesn't make you a bad person not to be a leader. We just generally want them to be. We want the star athletes to be the leaders, to demand that everyone meet them where they are, the way Michael Jordan famously did in Last Dance. The way we know, I mean, you hear stories all the time about the quarterbacks, the way Aaron Rodgers is handling things now. You want your best player to be that way, because if that's his standard, then, then the demand absolutely is on every other player to meet it. 
And I'm not suggesting Durant doesn't work as hard as possible, but he doesn't seem willing to hold people to account. And so can you be on the short list of the greatest players of all time if you don't have that? Is that one of the qualities that is necessary for inclusion? If you're going to be a top 10 player all time, do you have to be a leader? Because I'm not convinced he's going to be the leader on this team now. And maybe the reason things went so well in Golden State is because he didn't have to do that. He didn't have to do something that just didn't naturally suit his personality, didn't naturally fit who he is. It doesn't diminish his play. His game speaks for itself. He's got as much game as anyone I've ever seen. I've been watching the sport since the 70s. He has as much game as any basketball player I've ever watched, inclusive of everyone. But the piece of it that he doesn't maybe doesn't have is the leadership piece. I think we tend to expect that from our all-time greats. If, his, if in his case he doesn't seem to have it, does that mean he has to be excluded from that conversation? I don't know. It's an interesting question. Greeny with you on ESPN Radio. Who's next? We got Adam in Puerto Rico. All right, Adam, talk to me. Who's got more pressure, KD or Aaron Rodgers? Because of all the things you said about everything being so equal, you know, the, cha- the lack of championships, the pressure, I think is equal. So I go with Rodgers just by a hair and only because we've seen time again in the NBA, if you get close but you don't get there, kind of retooling and getting that last bench player or that last piece or moving to another team, that can be done relatively easy compared to the NFL retooling a 22-man starting roster to get you over the hump. So for that reason, I, I go with Rodgers by a hair. And then real quick, if you're going on the leadership aspect, I think you got pressure on Rodgers as well because let's not forget everybody questioned his leadership about holding out, not showing up to camp, not working with his receivers. So I think if you go with the leadership side of it, you got pressure on Aaron Rodgers just as much as you do, Kevin Durant. It's a good call. Thank you very much for making it. Thank you for the for the thoughts here and the take. I, I think a lot of that was very interesting. You know, I sometimes wonder, I, I'm fascinated always by thinking about how things would be perceived if, if they had gone differently. I wrote a column about this once years ago, and I used to write a column for the Copley News Service. I wrote a column about how differently Scottie Pippen's career would be remembered if Tony Kukoc hadn't made that shot when Pippen refused to go back into that game. Not to dredge up old history, but I just mean, if, little, if one thing hadn't happened, then how would everything else connected to it be remembered? If LeBron James had not won a championship in Cleveland, how would he be perceived today? How differently would he be perceived? Because people tried to delegitimize his rings in Miami also, to at least some degree. Oh, he had to go team up with Dwayne Wade and, and with Chris Bosh. The one thing he got right that Kevin Durant got wrong was he teamed up with the right guys. Durant originally made the right pick, although anyone would have made it. He picked a team that had just won 73 games. LeBron James, though, when it came down time to picking individuals, LeBron picked Dwayne Wade and Chris Bosh. Kevin Durant decided to attach himself to Kyrie Irving and not allow anyone to ask any questions about it, to uh, insisted that everyone act like that was the obvious choice, when of course it was not. And then they combined to choose to bring in James Harden and they combined to handpick an inexperienced coach and Steve Nash because they said they quote didn't need coaching he's made a lot of bad decisions along those lines so it's an interesting question again right now I think the answer is Durant but I think it's close let's take one more Cam give me one more good one uh we got Christopher in Indianapolis all right Christopher who's got more pressure 
Finish it up strong today, Rodgers or Durant? <laughs> okay, well, I mean, the way I see it, it breaks down easy. Um, overall, Durant, just because the national media, the NBA media, is fixated on that, whereas the national media isn't so much fixated on Rodgers. But Rodgers does have to put up with that New York media, which is just like a pit bull, you know? Mm-hmm. But uh, in terms of overall KD, just because the national media will fixate on him more than the national media will on Rodgers. You know, that perhaps is true. Here's the one thing I will say. I think we live in a world where the quote-unquote media is a little bit less significant than it was when I was starting out in this business. Because I think the players themselves pay a lot of attention to things they hear without turning on the TV, without turning on the radio, without opening up a magazine, or even logging onto a website. I think they are, you know, a blog. I think they pay a lot of attention to the things that are said to them on social media. Now, you know my position on this. I think that's a terrible mistake they are making. I think that's a terrible mistake for any famous person of any kind to make. Words can't describe how strongly I would advise famous people not to do that. But I understand that almost all of them do. That said, I don't know that Kevin Durant being criticized by, I, I'm just throw examples out there of the highest ranking people whether it's, you know, the Stephen A. Smiths of the world or the, you know, the local columnists in the New York Post, uh, you know, or, or the talk show hosts, you know, sitting there, someone like me sitting there just um, going off on stuff on the radio. I don't know just how much players of today differentiate that from the stuff that they hear from fans all the time. Because it, it is available, that's available to them every minute of their day. And I think they all spend more time, I think we all spend more time today on social media than we spend watching TV, listening to the radio, going lo- specifically logging onto blogs and reading them rather than just seeing what is some algorithm is choosing to send to you. So it's an interesting question. Look, is it fair or is it not fair? Let's make it clear. Both Aaron Rodgers and Kevin Durant are first ballot Hall of Famers who are going to be in the small room of, of, of the elite room of their Halls of Fame. So they're already all-time great players, and nothing that happens is going to change that. But when you are a great player, that comes with stuff. It brings things along that are maybe not so pleasant. And one of those things is pressure to win. The expectation of the fans here. Uh, for whom, you know, every now and again people think I speak, the expectation of the fans here in this city is that Rodgers is going to win. Now, that doesn't mean that if, if the Jets don't win the Super Bowl, it's a failure. By no means do I think that's reasonable. But for him to be really good, for them to be much better, for them to be a, a contender this year, as Marlon Brando once famously said, I could have been a contender, I think it is reasonable to expect that. And anything short of that, I think, will be a disappointment bordering on failure. The NBA, I, th- I think if you're Durant, you gotta, you gotta, you either gotta win the whole thing or you gotta go down in seven against, you know, a great team. I think there is that pressure to win on both of these guys, and I think that's reasonable. All right, if there's one thing I know, Cam, 
in the minute that we have left here. If there's one thing I know from hosting talk shows, it is that we have had a variety of fascinating conversation here today about the enormous impact and increase of globalization in the NBA, that we've talked about the pressure on Kevin Durant, we've talked about the pressure on Aaron Rodgers, we've talked about Zion Williamson and John Morant and all of that. And what everyone is going to remember is what I said about birthdays. Yep. I think birthdays are the most overrated thing in the entire world. And I will repeat this maxim one more time. If you and I meet as adults, if I haven't known you since we were eight, I shouldn't know when your birthday is. Cam, I love you like a son. But no, I don't, don't know your birthday. Well, no, you're right. I've met you once. <laughs> but <laughs> somewhere in there lies the truth. But here's what I can tell you with great certainty. I don't know when your birthday is. And I don't need you to tell me. And I'm not going to tell you mine. And I don't expect you to make any point of it when it actually arrives. Let's just agree we'll all do that. It'll save us a bunch of time and completely wasted energy. And on that cheerful note, we'll see you tomorrow on ESPN Radio. Thanks for listening to Greeny the Podcast. You can listen live each weekday morning at 10 Eastern on ESPN Radio. Or watch the show through the Watch tab on the ESPN app. Also catch Greeny on Get Up weekday mornings at 8 on ESPN and also available wherever you get your podcasts. 